Shalom Yudim, Shalom Lebenei Noach, Shalom Goyim. It's the evening of the fourth day, Erev Kaf Ba'elud, Parashas Nitzavim, Vayelech, Tavshin Pei Gimel, 5783, the evening of the third day, Tuesday, September 5, 2023. You're listening to Phantom Nation, the fourth in the latest series of six podcasts, generously sponsored by Floridians for Israel Institute at gmail.com, on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, coming to you from Judea where the Jews are enslaved to the Muslims and other anti-Jew Gentiles. Last week, a Muslim man uh, who resides in Judea and Samaria was driving a truck inside Israel when he spied a group of soldiers at a checkpoint and decided to uh, murder them. And um, if he was to be killed at the same time, his family would be supported by the Fatak assassins, disguised as the Palestinian Authority, who get their money from Israel. And it would also not be surprising to learn that this homicidal and suicidal Muslim's family might even see their standard of living rise, all thanks to Yehud, the Jews. This is a facet of post-religious Israel akin to supplying the Muslims in Gaza with all they need to continue building and occasionally launching projectiles into Jewish streets, homes, synagogues, bedrooms. And apart from the destruction these missiles do, which is not that great, there are hundreds of thousands of Jews every time who are driven from their beds into safe rooms, apartment house hallways. The IDF has discovered psychological differences in recruits from Zderot. And before they don their first uniform, these boys and girls show signs of post-trauma stress. Since the missiles began flying before they were born, they grew up with them. And Israel puts up with it. <laughs> in secular Israel, the worst a person can be is a frayer, a sap, but that is exactly who these Israelis are, vis-a-vis these homicidal Muslim maniacs that Israel supports. Talk about being a frayer. Over the last 30 years of the Oslo abomination, I call it that because it meant shaking hands with that ugly Muslim pervert Arafat, that mass murderer Arafat, that psychopath. Israel has provided free electricity uh, to Gaza, well, and even beyond. Uh, Well, uh, not exactly. Uh, That was not part of the deal, you know. Put another way, uh, the enemy was expected to pay for the electricity it received, but instead, they have not, ever. And Israel has let them run up a debt of two billion shekels. In effect, we have been a major pillar of support for these sub-civilized consciousless brutes whose religion is so fakakt it glorifies the murder of people at random because they are free Jews in what the Jews call their promised land, but Muslims know it really belongs to the believers no one true faith. This is the religion, Islam, that right off the bat, and the name itself tells you, it means submission and it alludes to Ibrahim submitting to Allah's command that he sacrifice his son Ismail. And every Muslim, uh, at least once in his lifetime, must travel to Mecca to visit the site where Ibrahim bound his son Ismail for a sacrifice. With the implication that when the Jews say, no, the son was Isaac, and it took place on the Jews' future Temple Mount in Jerusalem, the Muslim response is, the Jews lie. Well, along comes Betzal Smotrish, who has found a way, through the maze of the Oslo abominations paperwork, for Israel to begin to siphon off uh, some of the river of cash it otherwise sends to the Fatak assassins. 20 to 30 million shekels a month now, or it won't begin for a while, but it will begin and may this be the first step in Israel opening its eyes to its own pathetic enslavement to these cruel, sadistic, violent people. Come to think of it, I, I spent several years of my life 
immersed in learning about the so-called Barbary pirates of North Africa who were not pirates, I discovered, than just the official fleets of Muslim polities whose religion licensed them to capture Christian vessels at sea, commercial vessels, vessels and enslave the passengers and crews until ransom was paid, uh, which they justified with the jihad. These were not pirates. These were mujahideen. Uh, when this was told to Thomas Jefferson and John Adams by a Muslim sheik um, in a meeting in March 1786 in London, Sheikh Abdurrahman of Tripoli uh, from Libya, he was asking for about a third of the current U.S. budget to pay tribute to the Muslims in his town uh, in the eternal holy war. Jefferson said, but, but we're a young country and we have never aggressed against you and your people. And the sheikh was surprised that he had to apprise these two Americans that the jihad was eternal. And I discovered that the, uh, the father, the patron saint of American liberalism, was the number one hawk for war with Islam throughout his presidency, his time as Secretary of State even before then. Uh, he was a post-Christian, an Enlightenment intellectual, who found it hard to believe that in their enlightened generation, what his friend Tom Paine called the Age of Reason, there were still people out there fighting and killing over religion, justifying the kidnapping and enslavement of innocent people just because of their religious affiliation. Jefferson was horrified. And on reflection, this is who the Fatah is, the Palestinian Authority whose most important uh, task, the PA's task, according to Mahmoud Abbas, is paying for the support of a shahid, a martyr. That is a religious concept. Fatah, the ignorant rabbin in Paris likely never knew, is the title of a chapter in the Quran, chapter 48. It means, in context, conquest of the infidels. This was the name chosen by the eight founders of the Fatah, all of them raised in the Muslim Brotherhood youth group, uh, the local Palestinian branch was headed by Ra Arafat's father. Palestinian nationalism is nothing but a veil behind which is Islam. This is why one of their madmen drives his car or truck into a bunch of Jewish people to murder them, God forbid, and he jumps out with a knife to murder more. He shouts, Allahu Akbar! He doesn't shout, long live Palestine. Uh, my old, obscure at the time, young assistant professor of English literature, in 1966, his name was Edward Said, and uh, he excreted a dissertation at Harvard, which he entitled The Fiction of Autobiography. Hmm. It was a study of the writing and the life of Joseph Conrad, the Pole, who longed to be an Englishman, as Said himself uh, longed to be an American or an Englishman as his father wanted. Said was an imposter uh, among the West. In the West, he was a Lebanese Christian raised in Cairo, uh, never thought of himself as a Palestinian until after the Six-Day War, when he refashioned himself a Palestinian refugee, which was a complete lie, the fiction of autobiography. Mm -hmm. uh, and well, that's in line with the Palestinian nationalism that he marketed, which is a smokescreen, a verbal hologram, that has been very much a product as well, besides men like Edward Said, a product of the Israeli elite. And not coincidentally, all of them heretical Jews who smirk at religion to the extent of blinding themselves to the truth that the enemy is religious. What is happening these days in Western Europe is an invasion of people whose principal group identity is a religious one 
and one that is hateful of infidels. Famous English historian Edward Gibbon believed Jews were taught to hate all non-Jews, which is true about the Muslims, not the Jews. The Quran explicitly says, don't make friends with infidels. Europe uh, is being uh, engulfed by a religion when they, the religion, they have no religion anymore of their own to defend themselves against this horde of Muslims whose religion is truly barbaric. And most importantly, uh, it, it, we see this in its treatment of women. It really is a sick society. And not surprisingly, it's a religion that officially opposes sodomy but uh, and related behaviors between men. In practice, that behavior is widespread. Where else can you find a culture on the planet like this one? On display in the film documentary called The Dancing Boys of Kabul, capital of Afghanistan. If you don't know what that is, do a Google research and uh, find out.
and that was Carmen Oren Chilik Frank. So it's a good thing that Minister of Finance Bitzalel has done. Uh, he tasked staffers to study and research what Fatah owes to the state of Israel for the free electricity. That's just one of the ways Israel has become like the European maritime states in centuries past who paid so-called tribute to uh, Morocco, Algiers, Tunis, and Tripoli on the north coast of Africa, basically protection money uh, for its commercial vessels carrying passengers and cargo, protect them from being captured at sea uh, and enslaved until ransomed. These were not just hostages uh, held in a room. They were enslaved. And uh, Thomas Jefferson, the intellectual rebel and revolutionary, thought the tribute system of the Europeans was an outrage. The tribute was only partially about cash. Literally, barrels of coins were handed over, but also weapons and ammunition, naval supplies these fleets uh, used in their attacks against other Christian nations that did not pay. If, for example, the British paid tribute and handed over weapons and ammo the locals could not themselves manufacture, they did so in the knowledge this equipment would be used against French people. But so what when those two countries were constantly at war with one another? This is Israel. <laughs> uh, this is Israel, which is the number one mainstay of hostile Muslim life in Judea and Samaria and Gaza. Without us, there is no hostile Arabian population there. Last Thursday, another Muslim maniac murdered a Jewish soldier in, in uniform at a checkpoint. He wounded three others. At the next checkpoint, he, they were ready for him. He wound up dead himself, with Israel now going to pay for his family's future Welfare, isn't that special? Yeah, there's something psychopathological about Israel and its relationship to the Muslims in these parts. Uh, of course, uh, the word psychopathological comes from the Greek version of soul, the psyche. Indeed, what is the problem with Islam if not its psyche, its religion? Uh, it's, uh, it's really Judaism that has been stolen and corrupted. And post-religious Israel is, is not only a sucker for paying off these savages to keep their lust for Jewish blood in check as much as possible. This policy soils the Jewish people's own religion, according to which Judea and Samaria are a gift from God, which modern Israel rejects when it tolerates, as it does, uh, the massive construction going on in Judea and Samaria right now. Buildings financed by European peoples with a nasty history of hating and abusing Jews, which is exactly what they're doing when they send money to build in so-called Area C. Israel Hayom today featured these years of official Israeli neglect, uh, barely scratching the surface uh, of this spreading infection of the enemy. One such operation of these illegal buildings was ascribed going up like within three kilometers of Rosh Ayan, which is Israel, uh, pre-67. Uh, I know the Arabs are building outside of Efrat to keep from uh, Efrat from expanding in Judea, which brings us to the overall self-abasement since 1967, which is never telling the world we won and we're going to keep this boss of war. Israel has never said that because in the palsied imagine of a people deprived of statehood for 18 centuries, they don't know how to think politically as they should as a state. Uh, the national consensus is here that if we claim sovereignty of the land, this will obligate us to grant citizenship to the enemy people. And of course, that will give them the right to vote in our National Assembly, which we don't want. And I say this fear is simply 
baseless, groundless. Where is it written that we would have to do that? Grant citizenship to people who daily glorify murdering us at random, justified by their religion, which is nothing but our religion, these brigands stole. Israel could easily have prevented the raising of all these thousands of structures now by targeting each one for destruction very simply from the air by an attack helicopter or a suicide drone. A very small bomb would be necessary. Israel could drop leaflets on a targeted structure informing anyone in them that in an hour the place will be demolished. You have been warned, it should say. We also have heard in recent years of the enemy, these thieves, taking over uh, historic archaeological sites in Judea and Samaria. We know them from Jewish history, and they claim them for Islam. Twenty years ago, they did that in Shem, painting the tomb of Joseph Islamic green and claiming uh, it is the tomb of a famous sheikh that the Jews stole from them. And never mind, this tomb was written of in Latin and Greek thousands of years ago, mentioned in those writings, with Israel doing nothing uh, to stop this uh, destruction of holy places all over Judea and Samaria by the enemy, who was never called the enemy. And that's another symptom of Israeli psychopathology. What is pathological is their wishful thinking uh, behind which uh, they tolerate the obvious aggression against us by Gentiles, uh, not only the Muslims here, but in the West who support them. Uh, for Benny Gantz and soulmates, the more the enemy creates for himself places to live and govern in Judea and Samaria, they believe, less he will want to be violent against us. As always, it is this leftist arrogance that makes such types think they can manipulate, they can educate, they can change the Arabs, get them to stop hating us, and start respecting our right to live in peace in our historic homeland. Oslo is the brainstorm of those two ignorant provincial Jewish Marxists, Perez and Abin, who were as hostile to Jews as Marx was. Uh, they decided to give territories to Arafat, the good Jew killer, as opposed to the Hamas bad Jew killers. And Arafat will become happy and he will have a Palestinian state to govern. Never occurred to them that he doesn't want a Palestinian state. What to administer? What old age policy and educating the kids? This murderer? Not only uh, will this prevent the opponents of peace in Hamas from carrying out terrorist attacks against us, they thought about Oslo. Fatah will take the place of the IDF in defending the country. Why did the Jewish people have such stupid, foolish, ignorant, and destructive leaders? Two days ago, the Knesset's Land of Israel Caucus, uh, co-chaired by Simcha Rotman and Limor Son Halecha, they went out to tour Samaria in reaction to the upcoming UNESCO ruling that Jericho will belong to the heritage of the ancient Palestinians. It's their heritage. And never mind that Jericho is empty of any Palestinian history. Uh, it's as empty as that insane National Palestinian Museum in Ramallah that opened its doors without any artifacts inside. It is behavior like this on the part of the Goyim that only strengthens yours truly and my belief of the truth of the Jewish religion. It's their perverted version of believing in the truth of the Jewish religion. It's power. At the risk of being misunderstood, I confess that news items like these, like the behavior of these goyim in the UN uh, Human Rights Council or UNESCO, they only make me smile. 
These people's minds are cluttered with lies about Jews. UNESCO, if it does this as it seems to want to, in effect, it denies the existence of the Bible with its many references to Jericho. It's a book that has had an effect on mankind as no other. Not only has the Torah sustained the Jewish nation over thousands of years as no other has survived, uh, it gave birth, the Torah did, to billions of Christians and their history, and billions of Muslims and their history, both Islam and Christianity claiming to be the, religion, the real religion of the Jews. The Catholic Church explicitly calls itself, in Church Latin, Verus Yisrael, the true Israel. Likewise, as we've often said on this webcast, Islam is the theft of the story of the binding of Yitzchak, misnamed in Islam and, Christ and Christianity as the sacrifice of Isaac, which is just wrong. We don't call it that. Uh, the fact of the story, or the point of the story, is there is no sacrifice. The Torah is the fuel of, of so much human history, which irritates anti-Jew Goyim into proclaiming Jericho to be the heritage of the Palestinians. And never mind, this heritage is just another verbal hologram. And that the Jews can do this to people's minds is evidence of a special power of the very idea of Jews at all. The UNESCO decision is quite simply a recapitulation of anti-Jew behavior in history. As Islam stole Yiddishkeit and Christianity claims to know the Old Testament better than Jews, so here is UNESCO stealing the site of historic Jewish events recorded in the Jewish Bible, uh, but empty of all historic Palestinian events. These well-paid UN staffers who engage in this nonsense, this is intellectual property theft. These people in their fine suits and in air-conditioned offices around the world are as much thieves as any of the smash-and-grab mobs now destroying American cities in the age of not Joe Biden, but his puppet master, the covert jihadi Obama, who wants, like any good Muslim, to destroy America because it supports Israel. And to top it all off, today's news carried reports on official Israel <laughs> destroying a memorial, just a memorial, yesterday morning at Yitzchau, which was carried out under the observation and protection of a large number of police and civil administration personnel to protect the destruction of this memorial. To Lina Shnerb, a young Jewish woman walking in nature on a well-trodden nature path in Samaria in the summertime in August 2019, who passed by a hidden prepositioned bomb placed there by Muslim murderers for whom Jew killing is a religious thing to do.
And that was David Gerwitz. And you're listening to the program program on phantomnation.com. Well, on Sunday, Israel's embarrassing over-her-head Attorney General <clears throat> Galibaharav Miara asked the High Court to cancel the amendment to the basic law passed in June meant to curb the power of the court to cancel what the MK representatives of the people uh, make as a law, a cancellation based on what the court rules is reasonable, implying reasonable to this clique of like-minded secular lawyers. Secular meaning against religion. That's what reasonable is, the way these people think. All 15 high court judges will sit in judgment next week of this law, and uh, Baha'ava Miyala wants the judges to agree they all know better than the representatives of the people. They presumably see themselves as the most reasonable uh, thinkers in society above the common man. The common man didn't go to law school. Could there be any more of an anti-democratic philosophy than this? Uh, M.K. from Likud, my Golan, just called them the 15 dictators because she lives in South Tel Aviv, has been a witness to what has happened to that neighborhood over the last decade or more with the infestation of African gatecrashers who are not seeking asylum from those who would kill them for their noble political beliefs. These are just poor people who want a better standard of living, uh, and Israel has no obligation to give them that standard. These are not political refugees running for their freedom. Official Israel has the right uh, but not the spirit, to tell the world the whole state is an asylum for Jews, persecuted just for being Jews. The violence last uh, Sabbath in South Tel Aviv, at my Golan speaking the truth, how over, how over the years, again and again, the Knesset passed laws to remedy the situation there humanely, and every time the court tore up the law. And why? Because these secular lawyers... Look to U.S. law, which is nothing of preference for Jews when it comes to asylum seekers or cross-border migrants without visas. Uh, M.K. Simcha Rotman, head of the Constitutional Law and Justice Committee, spoke at the annual law conference of the Bar Association the other day. This was a surprise to many in attendance, many of this herd of independent minds, who, of course, are displeased with Rothman being uh, the, the leader in the Knesset to reform the judiciary. And when asked uh, after his speech uh, whether he thinks Baharava Miyana should be fired because she just rejected an opinion by Justice Minister Levin, Rotman said uh, he has no authority to fire anyone but does think the state of Israel, that is the government of Israel, needs an attorney general to represent it. As of today, he said, I don't know who she represents. And one of the most prob problematic things in my eyes, is that she writes she is representing the position of the public, close quote. If indeed she said this, <laughs> and I assume it's an accurate quote, she must be dismissed immediately. This is just irresponsible. Where does she get off thinking she has the correct reading of the, of the public? On what basis does she believe she reads the public better than anyone else? Does she cite, I don't know, various public opinion polls to support her knowledge and understanding of the position of the public, as she calls it? This is really intolerable, amateurish. She and these 15 judicial mediocrities on the bench are insufferable because they're on the bench because they were accepted into the family, that is the court, 
as one retired justice once said. The court's like a family, he said. He would not tolerate anyone messing with the court, you know. He beloved his beloved family-like court. M.K. Uh, Magolan, so right, calling our high court dictators, though I prefer mediocrities, like Esther Chayuth, the chief justice, I once said her job is to defend the rights of the individual from the power of the government and the Knesset. This is what you get uh, when the country has no constitution. May Golan on Aruchevi yesterday, speaking about the violence on the Sabbath in her hometown, she said she has been fighting for 15 years uh, against this presence, what this presence of these foreigners has done to the area. In the Knesset, she said, quote, After we sat for days and hours on the immigration law to actually build an immigration policy for Israel, they overruled again and again and again. This is unlike any democracy that claims to let the people who were chosen by a democratic system to do what they want for their people, close quote. Right on target. Rothman in his speech as well before the uh, Bar Association said, quote, We have been in a constitutional crisis since the high court decided to take for itself the power to cancel laws. Afterward, the court interfered in administrative decisions, and afterwards on the Sabbath, uh, on the observance of the Sabbath in Tel Aviv, and now everyone sees the results of the constitutional crisis on the issue of the infiltrators. This is how a country run by the high court looks, because the policy in the matter of the infiltrators was set only by the court and by no one else. Close quote. You know, there, are, there are rumors now in the press of, of Netanyahu retreating even more than he has so far and is bargaining with the rebels, including uh, leaving the selection uh, for uh, new high court judges intact, if that's the case. If so, uh, I seriously will consider abstaining from voting in the future. Uh, what for? Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem Imloch Le'olam Va'el. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem Imloch Le'olam
was Hillel Goldblum. Okay, this has been the fourth of six Phantom Nation podcasts, the title as well of a book of the same name. More than one reader has called it the best book ever on the war against Israel by Islam, currently camouflaged as the putatively primeval Palestinian people about whom there is nothing Palestinian. These podcasts are generously sponsored by Floridians for Israel Institute at gmail.com. They hold rallies at the Miami-Dade College Kendall campus on Tuesdays. Check the dates uh, for the next one via their email at Floridians, numeral for Israel Institute at gmail.com. The Institute is also looking for a part-time librarian for their collection of books on Israel. I'll be back uh, next Wednesday, God willing, for the fifth podcast in this series. Until then, have a good week. I'm Shai Bentecoa. <laughs>